Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Darren Vaught back in the producer chair. Intern Will will be the first voice you call you hear when you call 1-800-849-2761. He, as always, representing with distinction William Peace University. We have a new whole crew of interns coming in for the fall 2019 semester, so get ready for some new voices. For now, we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about college football. We're talking about Cam Newton being day-to-day with a re-injured foot. We also have some NASCAR tickets to give away. Where Tim Tebow was right, in my opinion, and where Tim Tebow was wrong with his controversial comments over the weekend. The Carolina Hurricanes are not only back, they're back on the ice. Hockey preseason action tonight at Tampa Bay, tomorrow against the Lightning back here in Raleigh at PNC Arena. So we have a lot to get to on a lot of things, including a college football weekend that offers not only Notre Dame at Georgia, but Michigan at Wisconsin. Those are four undefeated teams playing each other while being in the top dozen or so of the national rankings. We haven't had many games like that so far this season. LSU over Texas may be the only example that fits that so far. Maybe Clemson over an A&M team that was close to that level in the rankings. But things are ramping up as we look forward to week four in college football. Things are getting crazy as we look forward to week three of NFL action. Drew Brees out six weeks for the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater takes over. Ben Roethlisberger out for the season with the Steelers. He has Mason Rudolph, the young guy, taking over on a Steelers team that is 0-2, and like most of the 0-2 teams, facing a pretty bleak picture in trying to find a way to the playoffs. The Carolina Panthers are a part of that nine-member 0-2 club and got a complication of their own earlier today as it was announced that Cam has aggravated his preseason left foot injury he did that against the Bucks last Thursday in that disappointing home defeat. He is rehabbing while the team practices today. Remember, Kyle Allen, his backup, has one and only one NFL start. It was at the end of last year, remember, after they finally pulled the plug on Cam Newton with his bad shoulder. Kyle Allen is 1-0 as an NFL starting quarterback. And I know some of you are ready to turn the page the way earlier today we saw the New York Giants turn the page from the veteran Eli Manning to Cam Newton. Darren Vaught, I ask you to throw out a couple things on the NFL. As I remind callers, and the same phone number applies to all of these. Darren, you give me the NFL true or false questions that you have prepared. As I remind folks, and if, if, if listeners want in, tell me if I'm getting this wrong. If listeners want in on your true and false, they dial the same number that those trying to win NASCAR tickets dial. That's correct? That is correct. And so, so with that in mind, we, I might desire that they wait because, you know, part of my, my duties as Who has to wait? Producer, the NASCAR people or the NFL well, let's get, We need to give away some tickets. Right. So with that in mind as well, I think in getting your responses to these, I, I'm always accused of having an evil genius side to me no. on this program. Yes, so I think, theory, I think I'm going to have to enact that. All right. And limit you to simply the true or false for now. So okay, not, even, mu- not even the minute that I normally All give right. you with the timer. I think just the true or false, which I, I know there's nuance to every single one I of these. I may be allowed to elaborate later. Yeah, All I right, mean, I, I would now, think I'm so. We got, we got an hour and left. We got an hour And anyone who would like to elaborate on your true and false also is welcome to call. Absolutely. 1-8- I would just prefer to give the tickets All away right, first. 1-800-849-2761. <laughs> Will would be like Kevin Bacon in the final scene in Animal House 
as, as there is the parade of people trampling him on the sidewalk. If you open all the phone lines for all of these purposes, poor Will is going to be on his back like Kevin Bacon was. We don't want that. So I will have – I always make it a relatively easy NASCAR trivia question. If you would like to attend the Sunday, September 29th, so it's only 12 days away now, Bank of America, Roval 400, we have two four-packs to give away today, more later this week, Hurricanes tickets later this week, Panthers tickets next month. So if you want to try the NASCAR trivia, you're going to be so proud of me, Darren. I'm going to ask a question that has multiple correct answers so that even if the first caller is right and gets a four-pack, the next caller could be right with different answers. I like that. Proud of that? Oh, yeah. Took, I mean, I got up early to make sure <laughs> I did that one right. Meanwhile, you go with your true and false. I am allowed only a single word with the asterisk that I can elaborate later. And any listener who wants to bite on your true or false NFL. They are more than welcome okay, to chime in. Now I understand. My name's on the show, but sometimes I'm a little <laughs> bit slow. Darren, your NFL true or false statements go right ahead. And you right. know how hard it's going to be for me to give you only one I word know, on this. I know. <laughs> a, again, we want to give these tickets away. B, this is going to be right. a lot of fun to okay. watch you only. Oh, only. I'm, just, I'm squirming. <laughs> I'm feeling like a worm wiggling on the sidewalk on a sunny day as we speak. Go ahead. Let's go with number one. The Panthers quarterback situation is a lot like the Giants QB situation and Carolina should bench its veteran starter and give the younger guy a chance, just as New York finally decided to do today, elevating Daniel Jones over Eli Manning. True or false? False. Number two. <laughs> and that one might be the easiest. All right. After outscoring their first two opponents 76-3, to Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the mighty New England Patriots are headed for another undefeated regular season. False. Number three. Man, this is hard. With Ben Roethlisberger's elbow surgery putting him out for the season, the Pittsburgh Steelers no longer look like a playoff team. True. Number four. With Drew Brees' hand problem sidelining him for six weeks or so, the New Orleans Saints no longer look like a playoff team. False. I think I agree with you on all of those with the one-word answer. We'll see when you, you elaborate what, later. I'm, That's well I'm, done. I'm in physical pain over here. <laughs> I mean, you know. Like, the, you're, like you're holding in four sneezes. You know the old fish out of water phrase? Yeah. Where it, maybe it's in the boat or on the sidewalk and it's just flipping from one side to the other and you think it's about to die? That's how I feel right now. <laughs> being able to only give one word answers to your evil genius true or false questions. 1-800-849-2761. I have so much elaborating to do. <laughs> Imagine being on a date with like the wonder woman of your dreams and as you're getting to know each other, you're only allowed to give one word answers, man. That's that's Oh, some, man. That's Ooh. Tough. That's Ooh. not fair. That's the inability to explain certain answers. Oh, yeah, that's antithetical to the way we do things around here. All right, let's give away some tickets. We'll talk some NFL. We'll talk more college football. Some of you want to jump on. The Canes are back on the ice bandwagon, and that is okay with me as well. I'll elaborate on all of the true and false NFL questions that were just peppered at me. Kelly is in Holly Springs and gets the first shot. At the Bank of America Roval 400 four-pack. Now, Darren, as we go to Kelly, and I have a trivia question. It is a two-part question, but I try to make it not all that difficult. The others should not hang up because we will have more than one winner today. So even if Kelly is correct, 
John, Jason, Matthew, Kale, some combination of you, we can send you and three friends to the Bank of America Roval 400. If you don't win today, remember, we'll be doing this all week. The event is a week from Sunday, so September 29th. It is a cut race as the NASCAR driver playoffs bracket, if you will, cuts from 16 to 12. You will be there to see the final chance to make sure that those guys punch their ticket to the round of 12. All right, Kelly, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. I hope you win. Uh, how's your NASCAR history knowledge? Good, bad, in between? Uh, maybe in between. We'll okay. see. I know a lot about Richard Petty. That's about it. All right. I'm not allowed to give too many hints, but let's just say that that might help you. What you just okay. said might help you. All right. You have to give me an A answer and a B answer. The first part is this. There are three and only three men ever who have seven exactly Cup Series NAS NASCAR championships. And I have a feeling you know one of those three, Kelly and Holly Springs. If you can say that name out loud, we'll go on to question two. All right, uh, Richard Petty. That is correct. Oh, oh, no, 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 hold on. You were right with Richard Petty. You only had to give us one of them. You got oh, okay. you, you to save the others for other callers to be right, okay? Uh, okay. So now okay. The, Kelly's, Kelly's like walking the plank here. The later callers can actually eavesdrop on my conversation with Kelly, know what the questions are, and if you're still wrong later, I might have to make fun of you on the air. But Kelly gets treated with kid gloves. She's walking the plank. She's got the blindfold and the cigarette. All right, part oh, two, boy. Kelly. You, okay. can, you can name any other driver ever that has even won a single Cup Series title. It's that wide. Uh, Dale Earnhardt. That is correct. That's very well done. Kelly, stay on the line. We are going to send you a four-pack to the Bank of America Roval 400, and we are going to find another winner right now, Darren. Let me try John in Greensboro. John is next on the David Glenn Show. John, did you cheat in the interim while I was talking to Kelly? No, sir. All right, I believe you for some reason. Can you name there are only – sadly, Kelly stole two of the three correct answers to the first question. There are only three men – who have seven NASCAR Cup Series championships. She gave us both Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt. Can you name the only other? My hint would be that this dude is still driving. Jimmy Johnson. That is correct. Now, the second part is designed to be really easy. You can go all the way back to the 1940s, or you can give me, like, last year's winner. Doesn't matter. Give me any other man beyond the three we've mentioned, Petty, Earnhardt, and Johnson, anybody else who has even a single Cup Series championship. Benny Parsons. Benny Parsons. Good oh, for so you. I can't even feel my arms. And if I remember correctly, he only won once, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah, going out on a limb there a little bit. Was he like your favorite driver, John? No, nah, he's just old school, man. I like old school. 1973 was when Benny Parsons won. I know that name, but I would not have known that he was the, the uh, a Cup Series champion. Darren Vaught, you grew up in the mountains of West Virginia. Did you know that Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Sr., and Jimmy Johnson were the big three? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You knew I, I grew up going to Bristol Motor Speedway. I was in a – I was actually – my fandom might not really show that now. I was in a NASCAR family growing up. 
All right, let me put you on the spot. There's only one. All right, there's only one more guy that has more than three, and he's relatively recent, but no longer driving. So you got Petty, Earnhardt, and Jimmy Johnson all with seven, and then it drops all the way to four. The guy I'm asking you about, and then there's a handful of guys with three, uh, including Tony Stewart, by the way. Um, but Daryl Waltrip, Cale Yarbrough, David Pearson, Lee Petty, those guys are legends because they have three. Right. There's one guy that has four, and he would be your era, I'll say, although he's no longer driving. He's part of the sport. Uh, probably, you haven't said Jeff Gordon. That right? is correct. Okay. Jeff Gordon won three times in the 1990s, once in 2001. He has moved into the broadcast booth since then. I hope I didn't steal one of my trivia questions from later <laughs> this week by sharing that. But congratulations to our two winners today. We will have more tickets to the September 29th Bank of America Roval 400. It is right there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It is a wonderful venue. I have been there for several of the variations of what they have to offer, including the, the what they used to call the Sprint All-Star Race, still the All-Star Race. Now the Bank of America Roval 400 is a recent twist on an annual event that they have had there for a long time. Ryan McGee called it one of the most exciting races of the entire 2018 NASCAR season. We can't promise that it will be that again, but we can promise that you can win more tickets by listening to the David Glenn Show the rest of this week. The Canes are back on the ice. We have Canes tickets for you later this week. The Panthers are about to get back on the football field. They're at Arizona. Cam Newton is listed as day-to-day. More on those stories. And Tim Tebow's controversial comments over the weekend. They included, we live in a selfish culture where it's often all about me. I actually think Tim Tebow's right about that part. He elaborated to say, among other things, People are more passionate about college sports than the NFL because it's about your team, your university, your family, your alumni. And these NCAA proposals, which would give more money to some athletes, he says you're taking that stuff away so that young kids can earn a dollar. He sees a big downside to the professionalization, if you will, of college athletics. And that's not exactly what it it would be. It's not – direct pay for play that is being proposed by this California legislation, et cetera. It's more opening of the door for more athletes to have more ways of earning money, name, image, likeness, and otherwise, than the current rules allow. Where was Tim Tebow right, in your opinion or in mine? Where was Tim Tebow wrong, in your opinion or mine? Obviously, he got an avalanche of negative criticism after his original comments that made him sound entitled in the eyes of many, that made him sound tone deaf to the needs of those who were not raised in the same circumstances that Tim Tebow was raised and was not surrounded by the same things he was while he was playing for room, board, tuition, etc., as that national championship quarterback for the Florida Gators. Where was Tim Tebow right and where was Tim Tebow wrong? I'll give you my answer to that question, and we will welcome yours. And elsewhere in the football world, Reggie Bush was permanently disassociated with his alma mater, Southern Cal, as part of an NCAA scandal and resulting case and verdict in 2010. 
that emanated from he and from uh, Reggie Bush and his family taking money from sports marketing folks. He hasn't been to a USC game since then, but he's now employed by Fox Sports, which has a USC game on its schedule this Friday night. So what happens? Well, I'll tell you what happens as we come back to your calls. 1-800-849-2761. If you'd like in on any of Darren Vaught's true or false, I wrote him down, Darren. With Drew Brees out with six, for six weeks or so, the Saints are no longer a playoff team. I said false. With Big Ben out for the whole season, the Steelers are no longer a playoff team. I said true. After outscoring their first two opponents 76-3, to the Patriots are going 16-0 and again. I said false. And the Panthers situation is a lot like the Giants situation. For, so it's time to sit the old quarterback and bring in the new guy. I said false on that one. You can agree or disagree. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. 1-800-849-2761. Quick follow-up to those wishing to win NASCAR tickets. There is a really quick, easy way to register to win those tickets. Of course, more folks will win with phone calls later this week. But if you will just go to davidglennshow.com, two ends in Glenn, davidglennshow.com, you can not only win a four-pack, there's a grand prize that is both a four-pack of tickets and you get a four-pack of pit passes to go with those tickets. Same event, September 29th, Bank of America Roble 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Go to davidglenshow.com, scroll down past my ugly mug and biography. You'll see a very obvious banner. Click on that, fill out a quick form, and you're registered to win the grand prize. Four tickets with four pit passes to that same event. Again, the website is davidglenshow.com. Those inviting us to their tailgates, that is a different website. That is bigtailgatetour.com. We're coming to ECU this Saturday for Family Weekend. We're coming to Boone and App State next Saturday for Family Weekend. We hit each of those fine universities only once on our 2019 tailgate tour. So tell us where you'll be if you'd like to qualify for tailgate of the week or maybe you'd just like to meet me and my staff and have some fun along the way. 1-800-849-2761. DavidGlenshow.com for the NASCAR tickets. BigTailgateTour.com for the tailgating purposes. ACCSports.com for my crazy rants and musings on all things Atlantic Coast Conference. One thing I promised, and then to your true or false answers on the NFL, Saints, Steelers, Panthers, Giants, Patriots, and otherwise – and the college football question of the day, what's the number one thing you need to see from your favorite team to believe you're on the right track? NC State fans' most common answer today, I want to see the backup quarterback, Bailey Hockman. UNC fans' most common answer today, a win over App State and a trip to a bowl game at least. Some variations of those themes. Wake Forest fans' most common answer, ACC road wins. It's not unreasonable, right? They're 3-0. 
They beat a good Utah State team at home. They beat the Tar Heels in a non-conference game at home. And then they won at Rice the way they were supposed to. Now you get to the conference schedule, some of those away games. It's Wake fans, as usual, reasonable with their requests and demands. Duke has wins over A&T and Middle Tennessee. Duke fans say, let's see what you can do in conference. If you go to Virginia Tech and beat the Hokies, that changes the perception of Duke. Two and one right now, people are shrugging their shoulders because of whom you've beaten. The Hokies are not a juggernaut this year, but if you go on the road and beat a middle of the ACC pack team, well, then you're going to be viewed in a more positive light. ECU fans, most common answer so far today, as Mike Houston joined us earlier, more wins than last year. That's, an, that's a reasonable request. You're not asking for a miracle. He's not going to beat UCF with this roster that Scotty Montgomery left him. However, you can scratch and claw. You can be competitive. You can get to two and two this weekend. You're supposed to beat William and Mary, right? You're supposed to win when you're the home team at a big tailgate tour event. That's one of the cardinal rules of our entire enterprise We're here undefeated. at the David Glenn Show. We are, we are undefeated in the 2019 big tailgate tour calendar, and we expect to be exactly that as we leave Greenville on Saturday night. Reasonable request from college football fans. Is everything okay in the world? Or this is just sports radio, not social media. We have smart answers to smart questions. That's how things work here at the David Glenn Show, 1-800-849-2761. Where was Tim Tebow right with his comments this weekend? Where was Tim Tebow wrong? You can be next on that or the NFL or college football question of the day by dialing 1-800-849-2761. The Reggie Bush thing I promised. And oddly enough, the Reggie Bush story, with the benefit of hindsight, kind of sort of is intertwined with what Tim Tebow is talking about, right? If Reggie Bush were playing under the rules that are proposed in California legislation as we speak, and South Carolina is preparing some legislation along similar lines. Reggie Bush, remember, and his family took money from marketing people. They took a lot of money. They got caught because they were actually sued by the same people who gave them money. Why does the NCAA not find out about most wrongdoing? Because they don't have evidence handed to them on a platter because of a lawsuit filed by the people that the Bush family made mad, right? Oh, you took our money and now you're not going to work with us now that Reggie Bush has gone from national championship status and Heisman Trophy status. He's moving on. He's taking the next step. You've been taking our money for these last few years. You're even living in a house that we set you up in. And now you forget us now that Reggie can sign on the dotted line and act like a professional. They were unhappy, so they sued the Bush family, and that's how the NCAA got the starting point for their entire investigation of Southern Cal, which, by the way, resulted in them having to vacate their national championship. Reggie Bush voluntarily handed back his Heisman Trophy. They got probation and all sorts of other penalties, right? It was a scandal. Reggie Bush played there about 15 years ago, and it was nine years ago that the NCAA scandal case finally wrapped up and the Trojans got all of those penalties and Reggie Bush handed back the Heisman Trophy and Reggie Bush as part of the settlement with the NCAA with Southern Cal, Reggie Bush was quote permanently, permanently disassociated with the Southern Cal athletics department and Southern and the university of Southern California. So now Reggie Bush fast forward almost a decade from that news so they vacate the title, 
He hands back the Heisman. He's permanently disassociated. He has not been to a Trojans game in almost a decade now because of that NCAA scandal case. Well, now Reggie Bush works for Fox Sports. And Fox Sports covers college football. And Reggie Bush is a broadcaster. And Fox Sports happens to have the 2-1 Southern Cal Trojans home game against 3-0 Utah. The Utes, number 10 in the nation, coming to L.A. Memorial Coliseum this Friday night in a national TV game. And Reggie Bush is part of a pregame show for Fox Sports and FS1. And Reggie Bush got assigned to Utah at Southern Cal. So what happens? Aren't we used to the NCAA letting us down on these things? (laughs) I mean, I don't criticize the NCAA as often as others do. But I see plenty of room for criticism. I think they get stuff wrong on a regular basis. I just think a lot of their critics don't understand sometimes the the concepts in, involved when they're th- throwing every javelin at the NCAA. Fortunately, after Southern Cal asked, well, well what do we do? We have permanently disassociated ourselves from Reggie Bush. We have all sorts of other former Southern Cal players who are on our sidelines all the time, and they speak to our team, and they come to our campus, and they enjoy our games home and away. And Reggie hasn't been to one ever since you gave us those penalties nine years ago. Um, but he's, like, doing a job, and um, we've got to issue a credential or not. Are we supposed to tell Fox Sports that, oh, yeah, everybody else in the pregame show gets a credential, but that Reggie Bush guy, the NCAA, says we're not allowed to deal with him. A USC spokesman told ESPN that the university, quote, checked with the NCAA and was told that if Reggie is in a working capacity – and that is the reason that he is at a Southern Cal sporting event. It is okay for him to be at the Coliseum for a USC game. Let's all stand and applaud as the NCAA. Uh, I know it's not a regular thing, but the NCAA clearly got that one right. What do we hear a lot? Oh, come on, NCAA. Well, just use the smell test. Come on, you know what's right. Just do the right thing. Fortunately, in this case, There aren't like, you know, the Ten Commandments coming down from Moses as rules the NCAA would have to trample to make an exception. In this case, it's like, yeah, common sense is that Reggie's in a working capacity. It's not like he just invented his relationship with Fox Sports. He wants to be there in that capacity for FS1 Friday night, Utah at Southern Cal. You're You're not violating the terms of your NCAA scandal decree of 2010. So we'll all applaud that as we move forward to the rest of this equation. As Moses in Raleigh wants in on the Tim Tebow aspect of this equation, I think Tim Tebow got at least one thing right, probably more than that, but I also think he got part of this wrong. I am not going to personally attack him the way many people have after the weekend that was. I'm, I'm a body of work guy. Y'all know that. Tim Tebow is somebody that I like, admire, and respect. I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but I'm going to respectfully disagree with him here because I believe he's earned my respect. And I think the demonization of Tim Tebow, because he has a different opinion here, and maybe it is tone deaf, but there's no need to treat him like Satan to choose a phrase from that corner of the universe. Tim Tebow, proud Christian, was once scheduled to speak at an event. 
with fellow evangelicals. And he found out that another one of those evangelicals, rather than, you know, I'm no Bible expert, but I know love is really, really a central theme. So somehow this completely hateful, ignorant, evangelical person was giving a speech where they're demeaning members of the LGBT community. I mean, it's not, oh, the Bible says this about homosexuality or whatever. No, it's, it's like they're horrible, disgusting people, okay? So the same dude who's scheduled to speak at the same event with Tim Tebow, the, Tebow becomes aware of this and says, I can't speak there, man. I'm about a message of love. I, I, know, I know the Bible as well as anybody does, Tebow says, Tebow says, but I'm not speaking there. I don't associate myself with that kind of hate. How do you read a Bible or follow a person who's entirely about love and somehow use the Bible as a reason to hate? I gained a lot of respect for Tim Tebow at that point, and I had already admired him. To be willing to break away from the lunatic fringe element of your own branch of Christianity for rock-solid reasons, as I see it. I mean, I'm rolling my eyes at the ones who are somehow claiming to be about love and then just spewing hate in church. And again, Tebow stepped away from that. I can't speak at that event. I can't even be associated with a speaker who comes before me or after me if that's part of his message. I stand and applaud Tim Tebow there. I can't stand and applaud Tim Tebow here because although he is right about this, we live in a selfish culture where it's become all about me for many people. I think that part he's right. With the rest of his comments of the weekend, I think he went off in unfortunate directions and he started talking about the beauty of college sports being in part that you're doing it for state you. You're doing it for the alumni. You're doing it for, in his case, his Florida Gators family. And he actually said that he believes college sports or the passion for college sports is even more intense than the passion for the NFL and other pro sports because it is not all about the money, because it is about family and alumni and boosters and friends and your university and your team, et cetera. Now, I couldn't prove, Tim, true, uh, correct or incorrect on that. I know this. In Boston, in the city of Boston, there is they are no less intensely passionate about the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Celtics, et cetera, the Bruins, as, say, you know, Alabama football fans or Duke, Carolina, Kentucky basketball fans at the college level. I have seen passion to the core among pro sports fans, and I have seen passion to the core among college sports fans. So I think, I think Tim starts to lose the facts when he just starts to claim, well, th- this is what makes college football most special. And if we start giving young men more ways to m- earn more money, we're going to lose the magical element. He had a sentimental kind of old school attachment to his college football experience, and he was allowing that to overrule the reality in modern times. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. These guys are getting room, board, tuition, cost of attendance adjustment. There's legislation to allow them to get more than that, and Tim Tebow came out adamantly against that. He made several right points. I think he's wrong about the bottom line. You should not ask those being treated unfairly in any system to be quiet about it. 
or to be thankful for their circumstances when they can show you why their circumstances are unfair. Jay Billis cut to Tim Tebow's heart in like a bloodless way. Jay Billis's point was this. Tim could choose to work for free at ESPN, but that doesn't mean that I, Jay Billis, would work for free for ESPN. The individual choice would not justify the policy. You know, Tim's not sentimental when it comes to collecting his paycheck from the SEC network. He felt differently while wearing the Florida jersey and even seeing it sold without him getting those profits. There's legislation that would allow those star players to capitalize in more contexts than the NCAA rules currently allow. Tim could choose to work for free at ESPN, Billis said. That doesn't mean I should work for free, too. You get the point. Tim can say, what I got in value from the Florida Gators was plenty enough for me. But why should Tim say that that applies to everybody else as well? That's Billis's best point. That's where I think Tim is wrong and Jay is right. And that's why I respectfully disagree with the guy that I admire in a lot of other ways. Moses and Raleigh, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, Moses, what's going on? When I said Moses coming down from the mountaintop, I really was not talking about Moses and Raleigh. <laughs> Moses, you're on the air. Go right ahead. You know, I, I was literally thinking of a quick comeback to, 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 to say for that one. I had nothing. You helped me out there. <laughs> That's all right. Go ahead. Uh, what I had to say about uh, Tim Tebow is on twofold. First off, as as an athlete, I played at Virginia State playing basketball. Obviously, not the level of Florida, but uh, as a as a college a collegiate athlete, uh, you don't have time to get a second job. You don't have time to to do other things that kids do. Um, so when you're missing lunch and dinner because you're at two-a-days or you're at study hall because so you have to get your grades, you know, those nights when you go home hungry, go to your, back to your dorm room hungry, uh, you, you, don't, you can't take advantage of if you grew up how I grew up in a poor household. I was the first to go to college. I don't have the money for my family to fall back on. Right. So the fact that these, these, these athletes are, are going to get a chance to make a little bit of money only helps them. And the second thing I don't think we're really looking at is the, the players who can really capitalize on this legislation are going to be the tippy-top players, the ones who yes. are going to go to the NFL, NBA. And isn't part of the college experience teaching these young men and women, excuse me, how to be professionals, how to be adults, including how to handle yourself when you're building your brand, yeah. how to market yourself. And I think that's a part that the NCAA, NCAA never looks at, but I think that's the part we need to be looking at because they're going to be learning these things so that when they get to this level, to the next level and they get these $100 million contracts, they're not blown away and make horrible decisions. It's kind of like another teaching tool. It's a lot of great points. Real quick, Moses, when you were in college, did you get the cost of attendance adjustment, or are you older than that? I'm sorry, did I get to do what? Did, did you get the cost of attendance adjustment money that has come into play in recent I years? Missed, I missed when I was in college. I missed a lot. Um, literally, all I had, all I got to do was practice. All right, uh, his signal's breaking up on us a little bit. Yeah, the reason I asked is basically, the big picture of this question is. If you followed college sports in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, or even 80s, the money was not big enough for this to be a philosophical question. In other words, if you tried to make the argument the athletes deserve more back then, you would, you would answer, like, more of what? 
the pie wasn't big enough for us to be counting money or paying million-dollar coaches, et cetera. So it was, it was really not a question at the time. Now, fast forward, it's become this multi-billion-dollar industry, and little by little, athletes are getting more, but it's only little by little. The cost of attendance adjustment puts thousands of dollars in modern-day athletes' pockets. Right now, that was not the case five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20, and 25 years ago. And that's across the board. You don't have to be a special player to get the cost of attendance adjustment. They studied at each school. All right, you get room, board, tuition, et cetera. Well, what's the gap? What are the – I mean, I have a son in college at ECU. I can promise you there are other expenses that they're not included in room, board, and tuition. And it's a gap. And if you come from an impoverished background, that gap is extremely burdensome. So thankfully – and, of course, the NCAA never does these things voluntarily. You must pressure them. You must win the public relations battle. They will not do it out of the goodness of their own heart. Those with power rarely do it that way. You need to pressure them image-wise. You need to pressure them philosophically. You need to raise awareness about it. And sure enough, when the NCAA got tired of looking like the evil bad guy collecting all the gold and not sharing or distributing enough of it, sure enough, now we have a cost of attendance adjustment. And some people believe because the cash keeps growing, there needs to be even more adjustments to what athletes get. This name image likeness thing that was central to Tim Tebow's controversial comments is not an across the board thing. Cost of attendance adjustment, you all get it in every sport, male, female, star player, bench player, or whatever. The name image likeness is more of a free market thing. If you're an unknown player, you're not going to have people beating down your door to have you represent their product or to have your face on some billboard or to strike some marketing relationship, etc. Name, image, likeness, of course. The more popular you are, the more marketable you'd be. This is not money that would be asked to pour in from the universities itself, themselves, or from the athletic departments themselves. This would be third-party money in some contexts, although you certainly could allow the universities to divvy up some of their huge TV money directly to the athletes in those sports where their names, images, and likenesses are shared, and yet it's their schools keeping that money and those coaches and others making that money, and they're still playing for room, board, tuition, and nowadays the cost of attendance adjustment. 1-800-849-2761. I think Tim is a great guy. He was more wrong than right with his comments of the weekend. We're back after this. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Last call for phone calls. Quick update from Ron Rivera, your Carolina Panthers head coach. You knew earlier that Cam got treatment on his re-aggravated foot injury while the rest of his teammates practiced today. Kyle Allen got first-team snaps at quarterback. Will Greer, the rookie from West Virginia, got the backup snaps. Our friend Joe Person is among those with Ron Rivera now. Rivera was asked whether the Panthers would consider signing a veteran quarterback. 
Rivera said, I don't think so. The guys that we have here, we brought them here for a reason. Cam is listed as day-to-day, so they're not committing to whether he will be available for that trip to Arizona as the Panthers have started 0-2. Quickly on Cam Newton since it has been. Darren, you missed a lot of Cam Newton talk while you were away. You missed Friday's show and Monday's show. There's a lot of whisper down the lane in sports radio. This never happened to me in 33 years as a writer. Almost never, I should say. Like, if somebody misquoted an article that you wrote and some coach or school or franchise got upset, you would just email them the article, and you'd be like, someone's lost their mind. You know, this this third-party hearsay DG wrote this. I mean, call up the article. Nine times out of ten, they get it wrong. You should know that by now. But in the in the print world, there it is. Like, read the article. I didn't write that. In the spoken word world, things get mistranslated all the time. I mean, it might be worse than nine times out of ten. It's butchered, as in whisper down the lane in kindergarten class. Nobody ever said you're automatically racist if you made fun of Cam Newton's outfit or hat or kerchief or accessories or hairstyle last week. Nobody ever said that. We just ask a couple of quick questions. Do you believe that Cam's choices in those areas impact his on-the-field performance in any way. And if you have a theory, we'll listen to it, but most of us agree it's unrelated to his on-the-field play. And the other half of it, are you sure you don't have a double standard when it comes to appearance-type things? Like if Clay Matthews' long hair is really, really cool and somebody else's shaved head is really, really cool, but Cam's hairstyle is not or somebody else's dreadlocks or afro or not you have a double standard there then we might have a problem that's where you can give yourself a test on what might be racist and what might not be we're back after this Davo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. you. I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, 80. <laughs> Eight zero. The original Death Valley, you know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the come. Special thanks to ECU football coach Mike Houston for dropping by. ESPN's Ryan McGee as well. TV picks tonight. Reds, Cubs, and other baseball. The North Carolina Courage is on ESPN News against Houston, a home match. And your Canes open their preseason at Tampa. WNBA playoffs, too. Enjoy. See you tomorrow. Mr. President, Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.